Here's a message from Ken Lavica. If you listen to golf media this week, there is no other sports mecca than the great St. Andrews. Stone Lepanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I am just here to say, on day one of the Open Championship, that it doesn't make you less of a sports fan if St. Andrews doesn't automatically appeal to you as a place you have to be before you're six feet under, okay? Just know that it's okay in my world, in Stone's world, and I know this is the golf capital of the world, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, but it's okay if you don't think going to St. Andrews maybe isn't the greatest time, okay? It's a Mecca. Doesn't mean that it's something that appeals to you. That's my olive branch to you on day one of the Open Championship. And on this show, there is one rule. It's not the British Open. Did you hear that miscreant Evan Cohen call it the British Open in his 1155 show? How disrespectful is that man to a great, great golf tournament? Arguably the greatest on the planet. What a flop. I mean, you just can't do that. British Open. Have some damned respect. It's the Open Championship. Ken Levick alive on a Thursday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the 90-degree and miserable intercoastal stone. The Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. By the way, in case you're wondering, Tiger, not good. He is four over through six. What did he do on one stone? He put it in the water and then he doubled? That's correct. Good start. Great start. This is a guy who yesterday I'm hearing from from legitimate sports media, Kyle Porter, CBS Sports, who is the most annoying golf follow on all of Twitter. But he's saying, I I, I think Tiger can win this. I think Tiger's going to win this. I think Tiger can win this. He knows St. Andrews like the back of his hand. This is his course. Gets up to the tee, water, double bogey. See ya. Yeah, so I follow Tiger Woods Legion, which is an account that literally just tracks every shot. Every little thing he does is tweeted. And it's a a good follow for like a a week leading up to a major, but he tweeted about the practice round. He's like, I've never seen Tiger hit this many shots before approaching the first tee. They said he ripped over like 500 shots, 1,000 shots, whatever, whatever I saw. And, and then he hit like, a thousand shots today on one. Literally. And it was like, Great. He, he looks so dialed in. I think he has a chance to win this. And then he's the only one who goes conservative off the first tee with a five iron and then literally plops it in the water the very next shot and doubles. I want Tiger to win. Yes. But all of this nonsense you hear, this sports media analysis of he looks locked in. Nobody looks locked in. There's not a locked in look. Whoa. You make an angry Whoa. face and people are going to say, my God. God, is he locked in? There is a locked in look. No, show me. You're locked in when you actually perform. 
Like, just because you're locked in staring at the ESPN 106.3 sign right now doesn't mean you're actually locked in and going to perform well today for two hours. Don't act like you didn't see a look in Jimmy Butler's face in this playoff run where you were like, damn. My man is dialed You know what I cared in. more about? Him dropping 48 in Be- game six than how he looked and there are, he was locked and in. And there are people out there pregame who are like, he's about to go drop 46 right here. Like, this boy is dialed. And Tiger you know Woods what? has that famous meme when he's wearing the mask. Game six LeBron is all because of his dialed-in look. And you know what? All that stuff makes you full of bleep. What about okay? MJ? What about that MJ? stuff is what downright about, BS. What about your boy MJ? You knew. You knew from tip No, off. I knew because he was good. <laughs> no. I didn't know by the look on his face. You knew if he had Patrick Ewing in the Knicks on, on a on a oh, Friday night, that. you knew he was ready you, to go. Your your level of meatball is everything I can't stand about Woo! sports discussion right now. There is no such thing as a locked-in face. What there is a such thing as, as sports fans gleefully, wistfully wishing they were somewhere saving their money for a bucket list trip, and this Open Championship is that for a lot of golf fans. It is St. Andrews in Scotland, 150th anniversary of the Open Championship at the birthplace of golf. I know at least a handful of people that spent big money. I mean big money. I mean big money. Money where I wouldn't be able to send my girls to school this year. Money where I wouldn't be able to send them to camp next summer. Big money to go to the Open Championship and be a part of it and let this historic event wash over them. For them, St. Andrews is a sports mecca. I think for Jack Nicholas, this is a sports mecca. For Tiger Woods... For all that he says about Augusta and how he loves Augusta, St. Andrews is his sports mecca. Again, it's the birthplace of golf. And people have spent a ton of cash to get there and be a part of this. Especially a game like golf where tradition matters so much. Yeah, Who did what previously matters so much. The stories that are told. St. Andrews, I would argue, for the majority of golf fans either stateside or throughout the world, St. Andrews is probably the mecca. Am I talking out of turn with that? No, absolutely not. I, we, we Just go ahead. Open up Twitter. Open up anything. That's what they're saying leading up to this week. Because it's got all the things that you check the boxes with, right? It's got the history. It's got the old. And it's got the, uh, the, the, the blessing of the greatest in that particular sport to ever play the sport, right? It checks all of those boxes. It's got the old, it's got the history, it's got the goats who talk so highly of it. But does it have the aesthetic appeal when you're looking at it? Because when, when these Part guys... Part of the greatness of St. Andrews to golf fans, I think, is that it looks like a big old farm field that's, that's with a, a clubhouse in the distance. That's what I mean. So when you look watching the Masters and you see all the botany and all the beautiful flowers <laughs> and everything... but <laughs> the, a good way to put it. But then when you're looking at, you know, someone tee off on uh, out here at the Open, it, you don't know where the hole is or it's just this giant field. It's a giant expanse of land with hills with, uh, with hills, and then some some craters. Giant bunkers. Yeah, just craters that pop up around the greens, the pot bunkers. But that, for, for many, is the essence of golf. I guess. We don't need trees. We don't need ambiance. We need land and deep 47-foot bunkers and tradition. And that's enough. 
that's enough for people. And old clubhouses and drinking pints and uh, wearing tall socks and short-brimmed hats and pretending we're back in 1884. That's good enough for everybody. Yeah, that would be the only thing that I would look forward to is wearing the high socks and drinking a mega pint of uh, yeah. whatever beer they're And serving. for some people, I think that might be part of the allure. The golf is one part of it, but the majority part of it for some that have spent all this money to go to St. Andrews, just being there, just immersing yourself in the culture in Scotland, that's what they're there for, and that's fine. That's totally fine. That works too. Appreciating where golf was birthed. Now, that is not my thing, okay? Me spending thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to a cold in the summer, windy area of the world where the food has very little taste, where there are no trees and nothing really pretty to look at, to surround myself in old buildings just to be around old buildings. From a sports standpoint, not necessarily my thing. Maybe I'd pass through it if I toured Europe and say, oh, this is quaint. This is nice. But from a sports perspective, it's not bringing enough for me. So, okay? so let me up the ante and uh, ask you if this is appealing to you. Because I saw this story yesterday. It was a kid talking about a golf trip he did with his dad mm-hmm. where they flew to Scotland. So this is their thing. Like yeah. This is their bond. This is their bond. Okay. But, but, but listen, so they buy, obviously, I'm sure the flight is upwards of $1,000, but they get, whatever, they get to Scotland. They don't have tickets for the Open, but they waited in the queue to get mm-hmm. a round in. Which we, is which is uh, British for line. Yeah, yeah the, the, the line. And <laughs> he, he said him and his dad, his dad, I don't know how old he was, 40s, 50s, waited from 2 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. To get a 1.30 tee time just to play on the course. That would be a hard-ass no for me. Like, come on. That's like DMV stuff. It is. You're in a tent out front, like on, <laughs> on, on what's it? What's yeah. the Thanksgiving holiday called? Black Friday? Yeah. yeah, like yeah Black yeah. Friday, they get around just to go slice it from fairway right. to fairway. That's, uh, that's not my idea of a good time. <laughs> right. I'd prefer not to do that. My sports mecca, and I thought hard about this because, and the, here I go again, because of the nature of my other job, play-by-play voice of FAU, and the nature of FAU football playing money games, I have called games and been to some awesome, awesome stadiums, cathedrals in this country, in the sport of football and in basketball. I know where you're going. So I'm talking Alabama. I'm talking Auburn. I'm talking the Swamp. I'm talking Rupp Arena. I'm talking Cameron Indoor. That's right. I've called two games from Cameron Indoor. Yes, sir. And Cameron Indoor's broadcast position is fascinating because you climb up a ladder and you sit in an overhang over the floor. It's the most precarious broadcast position you're going to find in all of sports. It's cool to be at Cameron Indoor. It is shockingly small if you've never been there. But to say, ah, this is Cameron Indoor, I've made it. But then you get and you're hanging over the floor to call the game. You're like, man, I can't wait till this game is over. <laughs> this is really uncomfortable. Um, the Dean Dome, been there. Uh, Texas, college football. Yep, been there. No Poly Pavilion. Ohio State, Oklahoma. I have not been to Poly Pavilion in L.A. I have not. But L.A. is where I want to bring you. Not quite L.A., but Pasadena. Ooh. So I have broadcast from all these great places, college football, college basketball. It's been one of the, maybe the greatest perk of uh, the longtime job I've had is the play-by-play voice of FAU. 
But I have never been to the Rose Bowl. I've never been to the Rose Bowl. Not just the stadium, but like the game. Yeah. I'm talking Jan 1, the game. Parade of Roses, to the tailgate, to the foot of the mountains, to the pink sunset in the background, to the always beautiful turf, to depending on who's playing, let's just say it's Ohio State because it's always Ohio State, and let's say it's, I don't know, Oregon. But the sidelines painted in crimson on one side and green on the other with the striking color of the end zones and the fan split right down the middle wearing crimson on one side and green and yellow on the other. That, that's my sports mecca. Now, your sports mecca can absolutely be someplace you have already been, someplace that you consider your happy place from a sports standpoint. A mecca doesn't have to be someplace you haven't traveled to before, but I just happen to have not traveled to the place I consider my sports mecca, and that's the Rose Bowl. And I don't know if it's because I grew up in Big Ten country. That was always what I was striving for with my fandom of Illinois football. <laughs> oh, Illinois in a Rose Bowl, that's hilarious. You'll fight in the line. Uh-huh. Um, but, but that... That's what I look forward to every bowl season. The playoff, fine. But the aesthetic, the imagery, the visuals, the feel of the Rose Bowl, that's always been something that has massively appealed to me, and I want to be a part of it. The Rose Bowl is my mecca. Like golf fans, this weekend are going to tell you St. Andrews is where I, 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 I dream of going to, or it's the best trip I've ever had in my life as a golf fan. For me, the Rose Bowl would be that. What is your sports mecca? Someplace you've either been to or someplace you've never been to that is your dream to end up getting to. What is your sports mecca? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us. At KLV1063. What is your sports mecca? 888-760-3776. There's also something else, Stone, that I want to do. Because Evan not only called it the British Open in his 1155, which drove me absolutely insane. It's the Open Championship. He flat out said, I don't care about golf. Yeah, he did. Right, Right here in West Palm Beach, the golf capital of the world. Verbatim, I don't care about golf. Evan Cohen said that at 11.57 a.m. right here on ESPN 106.3. And if you didn't hear it, it'll be posted on the podcast later. Mm-hmm. That Evan Cohen podcast here at ESPN West Palm Beach. I am, um, <laughs> I, I cannot believe that, man. I cannot believe that, man. As the host of the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County and the Treasure <laughs> Coast, Honda Classic Live, Saturdays at 9 a.m., I could not believe my ears. They bled when I heard that Evan said that. So here's what I'm going to do. Unlike Evan, who wants the world to know he doesn't care about golf, unless it's Tiger, he doesn't care about golf. I care about you out there in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I care about you who cares about golf, unlike Evan Cohen. So what I want you to do as well, when you give us your sports mecca, I also want you to give your 
non-Tiger storyline for the Open Championship. What are you looking forward to? What are you looking for? What's important to you at the Open Championship? Your non-Tiger Woods Open Championship storyline. Because we care about golf. Maybe, maybe that Evan Cohen doesn't care about golf, but we care about golf. For example, I want to see if Rory can do it again at the Open Championship. I want to see if Rory's improved play as of late will lead to him 150th anniversary of the Open Championship to winning the Claret Jug. Okay? That's my non-Tiger storyline. I don't want I don't want to sit here and oh, the live guys and oh, Tiger. No, 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 no. We care. We care. So what is your non-Tiger non-live Open Championship storyline? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is your sports Mecca. Maybe it is St. Andrews. Maybe you are a golf fan. Maybe that's what what your your dream is. Maybe it's Augusta. Maybe it is like me, the Rose Bowl. Going to St. Andrews, giving up two years worth of salary to do so, standing in line for eight hours at St. Andrews. That's not that's that's not something where I feel all that great about. But the Rose Bowl. That would be awesome. The Rose Bowl game, not just taking a random tour in 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 uh, June, but actually going to the Rose Bowl game. That's my mecca. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, you have had the benefit of playing a couple of cool places with your college football yeah. career. I think my favorite place that I've played is in Ogden, Utah. So we played Weber State in the uh, quarterfinals mm-hmm. of the FCS playoffs. And it was later in the year, of course, you know, playoff season. And the mountains hang over. That, that stadium, and it's open, it's beautiful turf, but there's still snow caps, so kind of having that backdrop, like seeing pics of me. So, your Mecca's not Weber State. No, no, I wouldn't even say it was my Mecca, but you... Oh, okay, you, but you just like the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic. Okay, like I, there, there I like pi- mountains too. Yeah, there are pictures of me behind center, kind of, you know, calling audibles, looking like looking like that QB, and there's mountains in their snow caps. You know I'm like, what? whoa, I you don't know, think I'm going to look any cooler than this ever. You bring up a good point about mountains. There's a there's something about mountains that are just unspeakably cool, right? Like when when FAU this past season went out to Air Force, Colorado Springs. Yeah, I mean the game was god awful. The game was god awful. FAU was down like forty in the first forty seconds of the game. It was terrible. But the whole time I was out there, I'm just like, this rules. Colorado Springs is awesome. Every time I go to Denver, love it. Anytime I've had to go to Seattle. Love it. I mm-hmm. love the Rocky Mountains. Give me more mountains. I like climbing mountains. Not like, um, like, like if uh, what's the the movie where the dudes just oh a uh, free solo? Yeah, I, I'm not doing that. But I like hiking up mountains. That was a better way to put it. Not climbing mountains, but hiking mountains. I like that. I'm with Stone. I like mountains a lot. So. You, though, your sports mecca, because you're all over the map. Yeah. I, I think that that there are a lot of people that just assume with you, high school football hero winning the Treasure Coast and Division One playoff game-winning quarterback at Southern Illinois, that you're just all football all the time. And I would say you're probably football maybe 40% of the time. I, I don't know where your head is at from a sports standpoint on a day-to-day basis because you're talking tennis or you're into baseball and the three wild pitches last night. Yeah. I have no idea where you're at on a daily basis. So I got two. My first one would be Wimbledon. I think... See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who the hell would think that Friday Night Lights is his damn nickname because he's a successful quarterback 
the Wimbledon, All England Club. Yeah, the All England Club, the Queen's Club right there. I mean, it is so aesthetically pleasing that, uh, and this is corny, but I just want a picture. I just want a picture. So you don't even care about, you would, I mean. Oh, come on. I care okay. so much. But you, you're, you, part of it is you just want to be there. Yeah. I the want match the, would be the dream, though. Yeah, I want the match. strawberries and cream. Center court, strawberries and cream, okay. And, and I honestly will make the trip, I think, in the near future. Once Federer says this will be my last Wimbledon, I'm going to get there. I oh, got, I'm sure that'll be cheap. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, you should have no problem getting tickets. It's for gonna that. be brutal. Okay, I understand that, but seeing the maestro one last time on center court in front of a, a you know a sold out crowd, like even being there for Kyrgios and Djokovic, I'm sure was a dream for many. But Wimbledon is my number one. Number two is the Frozen Tundra. And have you been to Lambeau, Lambeau Field? Field? I have been to Lambeau Field. Yes, I, I, and I went in in like uh, oh. late summer, early fall. Okay, okay. So I was not there in like November, December when you can't feel your body. So I will also be making also that trip. bleep the Packers and Lambeau Field. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't go Soldier, but I'm sure you've been there and yeah, seen, yeah, seen the bat. Yeah, 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 normal to you. But yeah, Lambeau Field is where I would. I, I think it's on my bucket list in December. Seeing Aaron Rodgers have a chance to either go to the playoffs, you know, advance in the playoffs, whether it's the NFC Championship game, whatever it is, seeing him on a last drive win a game. What about Jordan in the Love? Snow. What about it? What if it's Jordan Love uh, in December? How do you feel about that? Would that would that take away from your Lambo experience? One hundred percent. But how would it happen? Would I book the trip and then Aaron Rodgers pulls his hamstring no, in warmups? He retires after threatening it for eight straight years. Well, then I'm not booking the trip. I'm not going to Lambo Field. Oh, to so watch so Lambo. So, but you need a circumstance. I'm talking about like like. It, it, it's not like I went to Duke when Grant Hill was there or Christian Leitner was there. Well, I mean, there, Coach K's there. Jay enough. Will, even Jay Will. Like, I'm just talking about <laughs> going there. Like, being at Lambeau is special enough to many. You, though, you need specific circumstances, apparently. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers never going to retire, okay? I'm just, that's what I'm going to tell myself until the end of time. I will be 40 years old and Aaron Rodgers will be 70 and he's still going to be throwing touchdowns at Lambeau Field in December in the snow. See, this is where Stone is fascinating, though, because he would be perfectly okay, even though it would be a benefit to see a match at Wimbledon, he would be perfectly okay just taking a tour, taking photos, uh, taking a step on the grass, whatever. But at Lambeau, Mr. Football over here, Stone Lebanowitz, needs to actually see Aaron Rodgers. It can't just be the Lambeau experience. It's got to be Aaron Rodgers is playing. But think about it, because it went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, so there's been 20-plus years... Of guys, those are my circumstances. Just seeing one of those two guys. You Hopefully either, a legend comes through next. You either think it's a Mecca or not. It's still a Mecca. It still should be a Mecca for you if Aaron Rodgers is there or not. I guess. I suppose. Because, I mean, when they get into the playoffs, they're usually the only team that I'm a fan of left. So I can get behind it. But Jordan Love, I, I was not a fan when they drafted him. But so what I, if a, it's the Packers and the Texans in the first week of December? I'm not going. I'm waiting because they're going to advance past So the, you don't the, think it's a Mecca. You don't think it's a Mecca. For you, you're just self-serving looking at what's on the field. You're not going to go and take selfies and, and, and fanboy out over the venue like you would the All-England Club. You're setting parameters. That doesn't make it a Mecca. That makes it desirable, not a Mecca. Listen, new bucket list thing. Ken Levick at a drop back, three-step drop, throw me a fade in the corner at Lambeau Field, and let me Lambeau leap. Okay. I don't need to watch a game. Just so, let me Lambeau leap. Uh, so this can, is, you, can you make the throw, though? Well, where am I throwing it from? Seven-yard line. A little Aaron Rodgers, oh, Jordy Nelson, 
back shoulder fade ball. If I can't throw that, it might not be. It might <laughs> be cold. a little wobbly. It's cold. it's cold. But I can throw it. <laughs> might be a little wobbly, and it has to be. Can it be from? If it's to the back left corner, can it be from the left hash? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, how about how about I I just roll out a little bit? Ooh, then. that's yeah. uh, totally. Okay. Just look like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, but it's funny you mentioned that because when FAU went to play Texas, um, I recreated. The Ricky Williams college football record-breaking yardage run on the field in the exact same area that he did it, tumbling oh. to the turf in the exact same area he did it by the pylon in that <laughs> south end zone. And I made McLovin, Brian Rowitz film it. I was going to say, is there a video? Uh, yeah, it's somewhere, but I don't know where. I didn't post it to social media <laughs> or anything. Yeah, you burned that one. I, oh, I tried to save it for your kids. I tried to show it to Ricky Williams in the Dolphins locker room, and he just walked right by me. <laughs> you wanted nothing to do with me. I was like, Ricky, you'll never believe what I did. He just walked right by me. Didn't go well. He's a little weird. Oh, uh, yeah, but he also, I'm a little weird, and that's the reason he walked right by me as well. For him, it was just a regular 34 ISO, regular just off-tackle yeah. run. And, and, and you, it changed life. I would argue for me that was weirdo behavior when I tried to pull <laughs> off as well. What is your sports mecca? Mine's the Rose Bowl. Stones is the All-England Club. He said Lambo. He doesn't really mean it. What is your sports <laughs> mecca? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And let's turn our backs on Mr. I-don't-care-about-golf, Evan Cohen. What is your non-Tiger Open Championship storyline? How about that, Stone? You're Mr. Golf. You're watching all the time. You're putting money on it. I agree with you as as far as it goes for Rory, and he's six hundred today. He shot a good round. I think he's you know three off the lead. So can he keep his form? Can he win? And I asked you before the show: Is Ireland close to Scotland? I had no clue. I think Rory is. Yes, the they're line. in the same general area on the globe. Yes. Yeah. So I wrote down Rory doing it for the UK, but I don't think that's necessarily a giant storyline. I <laughs> don't think right now, post Brexit, there's a whole lot of love uh, for the UK between different nations, and there there's not a whole lot of camaraderie. Uh, between between those countries in the United Kingdom. I don't think he's doing it for the UK. So I went with a uh, hater headline, and that was John Rahm missing the cut. Like, I just want Okay, that, I, you use that because we can't both do Rory. So will John Rahm make the cut? Yeah, will John Rahm make the cut? I think that someone who's so outspoken and is, I guess, said the spiciest things about the Live Tour, and, you know, if because Rory hasn't really gone out there and thrown shots. John Rahm doesn't hesitate to throw any shots. So I think it would be funny with all this going on. And like you said, media making fun of all the Live players out there shooting over par. I think it would be hilarious if John Rahm missed the cut because what jokes are you going to make? Because that's what we're just going to throw right back in your face. Oh, oh yeah, Brooks so you're the cut? petty. Yeah, I'm so very Stone's petty. going petty here. Your non-Tiger Open Championship storyline. And what's your sports mecca? You've either been to it, you continue to go to it, or it's your dream to get there. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ernesto in Boynton on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Ernesto. Hi guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, on that, on that, uh, on your bucket list, uh, Stone, can I be on the? Uh, can you jump into my into the fans? Can I be? Can, I'll be the guy who you jump into. Okay, yeah. when you make that catch and you jump, I want to be there in the Lambo League. Ernesto, you, you haven't it. seen Ernesto hasn't seen Stone though. Stone, do you really think you're making that Lambo leap? You really think you're getting to the top of that wall right now? Your college, college Stone, yes. Post college Stone, I don't know. I, it, it's a good question. Yeah, I kind of see you going right into the wall, and, like, like the coyote. And, I, see that and, I, I, I see you running into right into the wall, like yeah. the coyote. And then his imprint in the wall, like the coyote. Too. I would be, Correct. I would be so humiliated. Like it would ruin my year, and I'd be damaged and scarred for I think years if I just couldn't even make it up. So, so there's yeah. no doubt. I have full confidence that I would get up there. And yeah, Ernesto, you're right. 
I guess it, it it makes the bucket list better. Like that's the part of it. The fans rubbing up on you and everything. So yeah, you can you can uh, Could you, you can put catch it me differently? I don't think anybody's <laughs> like, oh man, I'm glad the fans are rubbing up on me and appreciate the color, Nesto. That's just weirdo behavior. Like he's <laughs> like Stone has a way fine. with words. Oh, that's so awesome. It's a dream of mine. Play in the NFL and have the fans rub up on me. Fine, then Ernesto just when I jump up there, he's just pouring a beer all over my head. Like uh, what? That's, Okay, that's good. That's, okay. That that to me is a bit more palatable than the fans rubbing up on me. Could you imagine post-game interview? Uh, Jordy Nelson uh, five years ago talking about that special touchdown. Like, oh, the Packers fans, they mean so much to me to, to do that Lambo leap and have the fans rub up on me. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> Stone, you are hilarious. What is your sports mecca? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mine's the Rose Bowl. Stone's is the All-England Club. Lambo Field. Stone... Maybe, maybe Lambeau Field, though he's giving me too many parameters to actually uh, declare it a Mecca, though he would like Packers fans to rub up on him. What is your sports Mecca? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We'll keep taking your calls. We'll take your tweets. We have a lot to do, including a chat with our uh, buddies from uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, uh, Dr. Ross will talk about Baker Mayfield in his labrum later on here in hour number one. He's Stone Labano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Sports Mecca, St. Andrews, one of them. What about yours? For me, the Rose Bowl, that would be awesome. And I'm glad, Stone, I'm glad to hear you have a thing for mountains, too. I'm going to give you a guide, a mountain college football stadium guide. Uh, that's exciting. Okay? Because there are some. If you like mountains, you got to get there. Okay? I'm doing this simply for you, just for you. It's my gift to you. Also our gift to you, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Oh, no. There's a man down. And it is Dr. Jim Ross who joins us here on Ken Levick Alive, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. He knows it all. He does it all. He works with Florida Atlantic. I've known him for a long time, and I trust in the man, and he joins us here weekly on Ken Levick Alive. Dr. Ross, it's been a while. Thank you for jumping on, as always. And so... Uh, Baker Mayfield gets traded this week to the Carolina Panthers, and his season ended last year with the labrum problems. He had the fractured shoulder, but I want to focus on the labrum with Baker Mayfield. This was in his off shoulder. It was not his throwing shoulder, but if you could, just a little bit of background on the labrum, what its function is, and how you end up injuring something like that. Absolutely, Ken. Good to talk again. Um, So, the shoulder joint is essentially it's a ball in a socket. Um, but the difference about this type of a joint, the ball in a socket joint, is that the socket is very shallow. And the reason that your body is made that way is that so you can have large extreme range of motions of the shoulder. If your shoulder socket was deep, like a hip joint, you'd only be able to bring your arm up to about your eye level and that'd be it. So when you have such extreme range of motions of the shoulder, the shoulder has the 
ability to potentially be too loose and pop out of socket. So the body's natural response was to develop this labral tissue. And essentially what it is, is it's a ring of cartilage that surrounds the socket to help deepen the socket and also has ligaments attached to it to help to keep the the shoulder stable. And labrum tears can happen for several reasons. Um, In a throwing arm, you can actually get a labral tear up top, which is called a slap tear. If you're a lineman in football, sometimes you tear the back portion of the labrum from your arm being extended and pushed backwards. And then finally, the other labral tears that we see in athletes is an anterior labral tear, and that most commonly happens with shoulder dislocations, and that's what the type that Baker Mayfield had. Okay, okay. and that would probably explain the, the fracture in the humerus, right? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of times when the shoulder pops out of joint, your labrum tears up front, but then you can also have an impaction fracture in the back of the humerus that can also be problematic as well. Dr. Jim Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. It is the Baptist Health Injury Emporium here on Ken Levick Alive. And so uh, the, the labrum tear, how does that get repaired? Absolutely. So before we talk quick about surgery, so most labral tears from dislocations, depending on the age that it happens, can sometimes be treated without surgery. But if you have a shoulder dislocation when you're young, let's say a 14-year-old football player dislocates their shoulder um, and tears their labrum, it's almost a 100% chance it's going to keep coming out in the future. So Hmm. we usually recommend surgery in those patients. Now, if I have an athlete at FAU or, or any other sport dislocate their shoulder during the season, it's not something that they have to for sure end their season for. So we'll actually have them play through the season, maybe in a shoulder harness to keep it stable, and then wait till the end of the year to do the surgery. So what we do at surgery is we actually mobilize the labral tear because it often gets scarred in, and then we put we place a series of these suture anchors into the socket bone, and those sutures get wrapped around the labrum and tied to essentially repair and place hmm. the labrum back to where it came from that is interesting i i didn't i I thought for sure it would be something a little bit more excessive than that stone labanowitz by the way former uh high school and college quarterback he knows a thing or two about shoulders yeah so dr ross i actually am somebody who's had three shoulder injuries one dislocated collarbone and two ac joints and what i found interesting was that and i'm going to ask you because i don't know if i'm right here but the ac joint is more detrimental in the middle of a season or beginning of a season leading up to a season, either one, than a dislocated collarbone. Is that true? Isn't it harder to come back from an AC joint faster than it is a dislocated collarbone or dislocated shoulder? Um, are you talking specifically about a throwing shoulder? I yes, guess? yes, absolutely. Yes. So if someone has a high-grade AC separation or a dislocation of – or an AC separation um, of a throwing shoulder – um, that is usually something that we try to get to sooner rather than later right. later in a throwing shoulder. And that's because we can often repair it and not have to do a big reconstructive surgery where we add a bunch of tissue. So oftentimes if a quarterback or another throwing athlete has a grade three separation of their AC joint, that's something that will oftentimes say, you know what, season's over, yeah. let's repair this thing because you're not going to be able to throw with it. A dislocation is is something that we sometimes um, treat it a little bit differently. 
Yeah, I always found it odd when I separated my AC joint that I was out longer. My season was ended. It's happened to me twice now. And the dislocation wasn't that big of a deal. And this is why I want to ask you this. Again, uh, one final one here for Dr. Jim Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Works with FAU, works with uh, athletes no matter the age throughout the county, throughout the area. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. It's Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Um, because it was not a throwing shoulder like Stones was, the labrum was in uh, his off shoulder, his left shoulder. Since the trade, we haven't heard anything about, oh, well, Baker Mayfield, be ready for camp. Uh, for a guy who was all sorts of battered coming out of the season, he had his procedure, his labrum repair in January. What's the timeline? At what point here was Baker probably feeling closer to 100%? Um, he, if, yeah, he had his shoulder surgery in January. I think he'll be ready for camp. I would say most people that have labral repair shoulders, uh, labral repairs, um, of their shoulder for a shoulder dislocation, it's usually about five months or so when they're able to start sustaining contact again. So okay. I would say he's right in the middle of that. And the good thing about being a quarterback is they often have a black jersey on anyway. Right. So right. most of camp, they're not, they're kind of protected anyways. So he should be ready to go right when the camp starts, no problem. Dr. Ross, really appreciate it. We'll do it again next week, okay? All right, Ken. Great to talk to you as always, man. Have a great day. All right, brother. That is Dr. Jim Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists like Dr. Ross that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptishealth.net slash orthocare today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash orthocare. All right, Stone, so uh, college football stadiums with mountains. I want you to write this down, All right. okay? This is very important. If, if that trip to Weber State that you had in the playoffs – uh, when you were the quarterback at Southern Illinois, meant so much to you because your photos were that much more badass because there were mountains in the background. If you want a college football experience with mountains, I recommend to you, first, UTEP. Okay. That's the Sun Bowl. Is that okay? number one or number five? No, I, I, we're not even ranking them. I'm just giving okay, you a list okay, here. Okay. This is just a flat-out list, no ranking, but UTEP. Okay. It's 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 the Sun Bowl. You know the Sun Bowl. You've watched it on CBS. Yeah. It's right in the side of the mountains. It overlooks Mexico and the entire city of El Paso. Uh, so so definitely go to UTEP. I've been there a couple of times. It's great. Good times. Noted. Um, Air Force went there last year. I actually don't know what state they're in. You don't know where the Air Force Academy is? Uh, Colorado Springs. Thank you. Colorado. <clears throat> Good? Good. All right. So uh, you've got Air Force. Uh, BYU. Ooh. Do you know where BYU is? Utah. Okay. Yep. BYU. Been there, done that, Ken. Really? I mean, no. Ogden, Utah. It's, uh, it's a different stadium. I'm sure a different city. But Oh, I mean, you've been there, done that. Like, you've actually been to BYU. I mean, are the mountains, are they the same mountains? Or are they? No, they're different mountains. Okay, so okay, noted. Oh, yeah. Weaver, uh, yeah, that's right. Weaver State. I thought maybe you were uh, revealing your Mormon for a second. No, absolutely like, wow, not. That's something I didn't know about. Now, that you. was a problem going into that game. 
you are lining up against 28-year-old men. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Full beards. Like, so, d- so Weber State had its fair share of Mormons who have been on missions and are coming back as grown-ass men with like five members of a family. I'd say a solid 50% of them followed whatever Bro, path. It was, the, it was the craziest thing that we've had to deal with. When BYU was here for the Boca Raton Bowl, that was jarring. Like guys who yeah. looked damn near 40 mm-hmm. walking out of that locker room. I, and I was, they were like damn near forty. I was like, I would imagine you're a better football player. Like you have more experience. Like I got a roaming safety back there reading my eyes. Like does he know more about me than I do? He's <laughs> twenty nine years old. Uh, also, Mountainee, but more notable for the Great Lake in the background is Washington. Oh, I bet. I bet Washington Stadium is beautiful. Like the Huskies, right? Not yeah. the Cougars. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, Washington State. There's some hills around. Eh. Pullman, Washington is probably one of the least attractive areas in the country. Because you're like too close to Idaho. And there's nothing that's really all that exciting or pretty about Idaho. Hills and potatoes. Yeah, exactly. At the FCS level, if you want to go to Montana, mountains around that stadium as well. Uh, You know, it's tough because that's who we would have played in the semifinals. Oh, you would have been bombed. Uh, It was freezing. They would have killed you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They would have killed you. No way. No way. We might have been. It might have been a one and a half point spread. We would have been right there, ready for all that. I think they're the Bobcats, I believe. The Grizzlies. The, oh yeah, the Grizzlies. I guess Montana State would mm-hmm. be the Bobcats. Um, yeah, we would we would have faced them, and we were ready for them. It was a bunch of bunch of white boys, Ken. A bunch uh, of white boys. Arizona State. Oh, Arizona State has mountains. I've been to uh, Tempe. Tempe, I have have. We we played in Mesa, Arizona. I played a game there. It was my first time. Well, Mesa's it, not Tempe. I know, but you're it, in the state. It's not far. Yeah, it's we, not we that actually far. went to the, the campus and oh, okay. got some In and Out Burger. And stuff, but I have been to Tempe and I've seen the mountains. I've actually, I've been, I've been on those mountains actually. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Pasadena, the Rose Bowl. If you wanted to go see UCLA play, the ultimate number one. Yeah, the ultimate number one. So there you go. There's your list of mountainy stadiums. Love that it. You would enjoy. Love it. Maybe I'll take a I'll take a trip. Take a t- maybe you should take a road trip to visit all the the the, the mountain stadiums in college football. Uh, did I miss a mountain stadium in college football? I have no idea. I don't even know if I care. You can weigh in if you want. 888-760-3776. 3776 I never thought it. I never thought this would be the case. But actually, one of my non-Tiger storylines in the Open Championship is it. Phil Mickelson t-shirt. I'll explain when I come back because this is the apex of golf snobbery. He's Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Since we were talking about college football stadiums, we've been discussing sports meccas, St. Andrews Open Championship. I'd say the majority of golf fans, it's St. Andrews and then Augusta close second. I'm talking worldwide. I'm not talking in the U.S. I'm talking worldwide. I think St. Andrews yeah. probably usurps Augusta. Could be wrong. But for me, my sports mecca is not a country club, golf, anything like that. It's the Rose Bowl. But since we've been talking about college football stadiums, um, Ones that were actually vastly disappointing. Alabama. Really? Auburn. Kansas State was louder than both of those two places. Georgia, it's not even close. I, and I, maybe it's because FAU played Georgia in prime time and they were introducing a new UGA. 
They treat that thing like a, a deity. Yeah, and it I, came out on a golf cart. That dog oh, came out yeah. on a golf cart. They held it to the sky. The bulldog just has like his tongue like sticking out to the side, big fat wrinkly, and people lost their minds. Like there was a woman when the new Ugga was introduced at halftime of this FAU Georgia game under the lights in 2013. Who's crying? crying because of a white bulldog being introduced to the world. She's seen all the Uggas. This is like I know. five. Yeah, like, Uggas not a new thing. If if you've seen one white bulldog, chances are you've seen every other white bulldog. English bulldog. Specific type of bulldog. But this woman was crying seeing Ugga. And again, they drove this thing out in a golf cart. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And people were just losing their bleep, man. Held it up like Simba? Yes, they did. There's a big old fat belly hanging down. And then they put it in a doghouse that's air-conditioned. I love that it. Thing, that thing is treated better than half the Georgia population. It's got a bowl of alkaline water. Yeah. Or, or something. Some Pretty really much. Nice. What, what, Georgia, uh, what are the hedges called? What's kind of the phrase? The hedges. Between the hedges. Uh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I knew what it was. <laughs> you were you're right on. You legitimately <laughs> said it. But but Alabama, wildly disappointing. Auburn, wildly disappointing. I played at Ole Miss. That was loud. Ole Miss is loud. But here's what I think with uh, what happens with Alabama and Auburn. Like, it's the the old school, oh, we're, we're the state of Alabama football. We show up. We're, there's a lot of old money there, too. We don't got to be extra. Yeah, so, they exactly. They show up, and it's just sort of sitting on their hands, right? There's not a ton of it, – it's going to happen to Georgia. It may have already happened to Georgia where it's going to be, hey, we're here to be here because this is a powerhouse, mm-hmm. and it, there's no edge to it anymore. You go to Alabama, you're expecting them to kick the all-living hell out of whoever they're playing, <laughs> so there's no use getting, like, super lathered up and, like, getting given that extra – Fan effort, right? Yeah, you're not even third and eight. A good conversion is normal. It's yeah. just a golf clap. Like, yeah. Nice pass. Like when, when FAMU goes to play the Canes, Canes fans aren't like, Ugh! but they are when Florida State comes down. Oh, uh, Miami fans, I'm sure, are going to make a huge deal about uh, blowing Bethune-Cookman out in week one this mm-hmm. year. I'm sure yeah. they're going to be loud and proud. I'm excited to see how they fill out Hard Rock Stadium this year, though. Well, I think it could become a mecca if these guys can you know, find their way into a playoffs, keep winning the ACC. We'll uh, sell that place out. Unless they want to move stadium. I don't think that it, one, that's not going to happen. And two, I don't think it's going to become a Mecca. Like you're comparing it with the Orange Bowl. That to some, a Mecca. Hard Rock Stadium, not going to be a Mecca. And that's fine. It doesn't need to be. I mean, there's a lot going on. You got F1. I, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be. All they have to do is when ACC opponents show up, put some butts in seats. That's all I'm asking. Okay. I'm with that's you. the only expectation. I don't care if there's empty seats. I don't. I do. But the games that matter, look, fill it up. We just had a five-star. Oh, sorry for the we. But the Miami Hurricanes just had a five-star. Yeah, I was like, are you talking about Southern Illinois? Five, <laughs> the, a five-star defensive end actually committed to Miami last week, and in his graphic was a picture of Hard Rock Stadium. And boy, did Florida State and Gator fans have a field day because in his commitment picture, you know, that picture of Hard Rock, thousands of empty seats. It was, it was embarrassing, honestly, for me as a fan, too, to kind of look at it. It, it, Florida so State easy. fans, Florida State fans, under no circumstance right now should be making fun of anybody for empty seats. Have you been to Doak Campbell and or watched a game that's being played at Doak Campbell 
over the last five years because there are plenty, and I mean plenty, of empty seats, both general admission and in the student section. So FSU fans, to be making fun of anything Miami from an attendance standpoint, stop because you're embarrassing yourself, okay? Phil is in Boynton. Phil's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Phil. Hey, how you doing, Ken? Good, buddy. All right, listen, I got – well, I had two for you, but now I got three. With that FSU, how about that guy that was reading the book in the end zone that one time? And that's when they were winning <laughs> national championships, Phil. That's when they were winning right? titles. Like, come on. It's so, it's yeah, so guy, misguided. He's sitting there reading a book and eating a sandwich and not even watching the game. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, um, I, 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 like, I like to see the uh, Penn State, the whiteout. Oh, hell yeah. The, and, then, and then the other one is, the, I don't know what school it is, where they do that song, Jump, in the third quarter. Wisconsin. Okay, what? Yeah, they go, everybody, the fans, I mean, it starts rocking in there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And Phil, appreciate the call. And I, that, uh, that makes me an idiot. Because I covered Badger football for an entire year. I've called a game at Camp Randall in Madison. How did I not bring them up? Yeah, Wisconsin is so much more impressive than in Alabama or in Auburn. Yeah. And the jump around. So this is, this is God's honest truth. And I experienced this as a media member in their press box and then experienced it as a broadcaster in their press box at Wisconsin. But it legitimately shakes. If you've never, wow. like, you get used to it as you experience it more and more. But the first time, it was on a Saturday afternoon against Washington State to open the 2007 season. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? It was extremely concerning because the press box doesn't just shake a little bit. And it's a big, modern stadium with a massive press box. It moves. I love it. Like, moves. I actually had the opportunity to go to Penn State last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the Illinois 8 overtime game, right? Yeah, yeah. The eight field over- goal fest, mm-hmm. and which turned into the two-point conversion failed fest. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think it was an experience unlike any other. Like, the way they get down, like, they know they have to perform as fans and stuff. Like, yeah. there's an expectation. Sure. And it's, the stadium's fans. over 100,000 seats. Yeah. It's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. And it was wet and rainy, and they were still packed. Like, that's cool. That's was good awesome. stuff. It was awesome. That's my, really good stuff. I had stuff. my white on, got to be a part of it. It was really, really cool. That's good. Penn State didn't even think about that. I love that. Tony in West Palm. Tony on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Tony. What's going on, fellas? Hey, I think I might have called a little bit late, but I was calling about the sports methods. Yep, where, do it. I don't know if I'll... All right, so hey, listen. I'm from the city so nice that it had to be named twice. So <laughs> one of my sports methods has to be the old Yankee Stadium. If you've ever been there, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's like an out-of-body experience, like you're in heaven, basically. Especially if you've ever been to Shea Stadium where the meatballs play at. I mean, it's a whole different yeah. type of situation. And, and I, never, I, w- I never went to the old Yankee Stadium, so my chances of that are, well, gone. Uh, that's not yes, going yes. to happen. Now, I, now, Ken, real quick, I got another one that you're going to love. I have two spots, and the second place, the second mecca of sports would be where Heat culture originated. Oh, don't do it. The Madison Square He's Garden where the Knicks played. Uh-huh. You already know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. When he said, you'll love this, Ken, I knew exactly what was going to take place. The we- New York Knicks are a national disgrace, ladies correct. and gentlemen. They're horrible. That is absolutely correct. When we return, Phil Mickelson wearing a T-shirt. That 
has taken over the Open Championship. Also, are the Knicks going to get Donovan Mitchell instead? I have angst in my soul. That's right, Stephen A. He's still in the Banowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.